And all of those thoughts, they seem innocent enough. They seem to be coming from the place of, I just want what's the best for my dog. And so I need to change my sensitivity or I need to um, be less emotional. I know firsthand that when you're raising a challenging, reactive or aggressive dog, that life isn't all unicorns and rainbows. But I also know that it helps to hear other people's stories. My name is Kaiser van Overbeek, and on this podcast we share stories of the force-free training journeys of amazing dogs who are just a little rough around the edges. Hi everyone, I want to address something that is very dear and near to my heart and that is this concept that you're probably all very well aware of, the idea of passing stress down the leash to your dog. And not just this idea in and of itself, but also all of the variants. First off, I just want to address the thought that maybe you're the cause of your dog's behavior and that that is because of the stress you're passing down the leash. So really before diving into mindset, which is what I do, just now really historically speaking, I wanna say look at cause and effect. Because if you go back to um, when the behavior originated, whatever the behavior is, so whether it is is lunging or uh, barking or just you know <laughs> whatever form of freak out we wanna talk about, um, the first time it happened, you probably weren't stressed out. You probably were kind of relaxed and it caught you by surprise. That is, unless you have like a rescue or foster dog that you know you knew about and that you knew that this was going to happen. But the first couple of times, probably you were still kind of under the impression that you were just going to go for a nice dog walk. And then your dog lunged or you realized that, you know, they were reactive or an incident happened that had you um, a little rattled because you didn't expect it. But probably for most of us, like when you think back, the first couple of times that it happened, there was no stress on your side. There was no anxiety, none of that. That came after. So just from that perspective, or I just want to offer you that perspective and and how do you think about it and go like, well, oh, maybe it wasn't me. Maybe, you know, first there was the chicken and then the egg. First there was the lunging. And then I started to be more aware and more cautious when I started going out on walks. Then I started to, you know, put my head on a swivel and look for um, blind corners and other things and opposing dogs and cats and <laughs> bikes and cars and mopeds but first there was the lunging of the dog and then there was you starting to get more stressed and anxious i want to bet that in a lot of cases this is the case so just by going back to like historically like how the, the anxiety and how did the stress start i want you to really kind of play detective and see what was there first and maybe that's enough to convince you of the fact that you probably didn't cause your dog's behavior and your dog's reactivity and maybe just coming to that conclusion is enough 
to reduce a little bit of the stress and the anxiety and maybe guilt that you're feeling now uh, to have you worry a little bit less about passing down stress to your dog. The other angle, of course, is more the mindset part, the mindset behind it. Because often what we believe when we start to worry about, you know, passing stress down the leash to our dog, about um, maybe not being the right kind of person for our dog because, you know, person A, B, C, or D is much more confident and the dog seems to do much better with them. And so maybe it's all about you. That mindset part has to do with how we feel and think about ourselves. So very often I hear people say, I'm just too sensitive for my dog. I guess I'm not confident enough. I should be more confident. I always get um, too emotional and I think my dog can feel that. Or there is, well, I have been feeling very down lately or even a little bit depressed. And I think that that has an influence on my dog. And all of those thoughts, they seem innocent enough. They seem to be coming from the place of, I just want what's the best for my dog. And so I need to change my sensitivity or I need to um, be less emotional. I need to be more like someone else. So although they seem to be coming from a good place, a place of wanting the best for our dogs, the undercurrent is one of enormous self-judgment of wanting to not be who you are or wanting to label yourself bad like my mom always said you know in in she she said it to me in dutch obviously but like anything that has the word too in front of it is generally bad too emotional too down too unconfident by the way, when we're telling ourselves these things about ourselves so that we are too emotional, we're telling them like they're the truth, like that's just who we are without realizing that it's a label we've given to ourselves, that it is an identity that we have adopted for ourselves, one that we've built over the years and that has hit its origin like way in our past. Maybe it was even in our childhood when our big brother used to always say oh you're just always so emotional or you're just always overreacting or so and so is always crying about everything like it's a bad thing you know or maybe it was actually the opposite that there was a lot of praise for showing little emotion there was a lot of praise for being tough so that the result was the same that the underlying message or the message that you perceived was I'm too emotional, being tough, being confident, not showing your feelings. That's the way it's supposed to be. So these things are all very deep rooted. And what the result of that is, is that when we worry about being too emotional or passing stress down the leash to our dog, we don't just worry about being too emotional. We worry about not being the kind of person that we are supposed to be. We compound the problem. In our mind, we add on this layer of, I am not enough. I'm not okay the way I am. And we imagine what others will think of us because surely they too will see this 
over emotionality, this over sensitivity, this lack of toughness. So we make ourselves feel even worse because of that perceived judgment from others. And that's when you find yourself apologizing for being too emotional and saying things like, I know it's me, it's probably me, it's because I've not been feeling well lately and I'm sure that my dog picks up on that. And I want to say, don't, just don't, just stop it. But the way to stop it is to first become aware that what's going on is the self-judgment and to maybe question that judgment and to see that it is an identity that's been adopted. And whether that's an identity you want to keep, is it one that is serving you? We have so many beliefs built up around that, it's crazy. But are they all true? Like we think they're true. We think if we want to be a manager in a company that we have to be all tough and look tough. Well, I can tell you, like one of my best friends is a manager pretty high up. She cries at meetings and she doesn't care. And you know what? Nobody else does either. So weird. Half of the problem we create in our minds. We create it by thinking that too emotional or too sensitive is A, who we are, and if so, B, is a bad thing. I mean, I vote that like crying becomes the number one thing. You should never, ever apologize for crying. I stopped doing it a long time. In my household, everybody kind of goes like, is mom crying already? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I am. And apparently I didn't even no notice this, but we watched the movie Marley and Me together. It's not even, I think, not even that great of a movie in my book. Like on a scale of zero to Top Gun, it just doesn't go to Top Gun. But hey, but apparently my kids reminded me at the end of this movie, I cried for probably a full 10 minutes and people couldn't talk to me. And so now we kind of joke in my household like, oh, was it emotional? Like on a scale of zero to Marley and me, like where are we at? Like full-blown Marley and me. And then, you know, you know, like just leave me be. But the thing is, I don't, apologize for crying i don't hold it all in i just freaking take my tissues and watch movies and cry my heart out because i feel that that comes from my ability to be able to empathize to be able to really put myself in somebody else's shoes and imagine what it's like whether that be one of my clients or a character in a movie and because I care so deeply is why I can do the work that I do. So if you're one of the people that thinks that they cry too much, that they feel too deeply or that they upset easily, then I just want to say, own it. Don't compare yourself to other people. Don't think that, that you should be more sure of yourself, that you should be more like them. You don't want to be like other people. You want to be like you. So coming back to the beginning, not wanting to pass on bad or sad or however we want to call them emotions to your dog, whether through the leash or in any other way, sounds admirable, but I really want you to check in with yourself and see how you feel when you think that. 
Because if believing that thought triggers more stress inside of you, you might as well ditch it. What's the point? Like, what's the point of believing something that has you more stressed out than if you wouldn't believe it? I say throw it overboard then and just don't believe it. Because if by not believing that you can stress out your dog by being stressed out yourself, you're less stressed, then it's win-win all around. And, you know, check what's underneath. If the underlying thought is, um, I'm being weak if I show emotions, or if it's some kind of identity that you've adopted, you might really want to investigate whether you want to keep that, whether believing that gets you closer to who you want to be and to a life that's in line with your values, whether that is the life that you're living with your dog and the way you want to show up towards your dog and the way you show up in other areas of your life. Because I bet that if you're worried about um, emotionality or stress or anxiety influencing the relationship with your dog, then you're probably worried about it influencing maybe other areas of your life as well. Maybe you believe that you are not confident enough to go after that promotion at work or to go for the job that you want or that it becomes harder in this world to create the life that you want just because you are such a sensitive person. And I would want you to question all of that. And I also want you to ask yourself how you feel when you believe that, if this is applicable to you, you know, if I'm speaking to you with this podcast. How do you feel? Do you feel defeated? Or do you feel energized to go and do something? How you feel, that's always the key to knowing whether your beliefs are serving you or whether it may be time to investigate them and ditch them. So to recap, do a little investigating as to the chicken and the egg of the problem. What was there first? Your stress and anxiety or the lunging of the dog? Consider how you see yourself. Take a look at the identity that you've adopted. Check to see whether you're using the word to to describe parts of that identity. Question the labels and see if you can, can identify their origin and where they came from. And question the stories you're telling yourself about them. If there's self-judgment involved, you might want to reconsider them. And lastly, let's all just stop apologizing for crying. Let's cry our hearts out and rate it on a scale of zero to Marley and me. If you also have thoughts about being too much of something and you're having negative thoughts and self-judgment about it, and you can see that that's holding you back from being who you want to be and going the places you want to go, then maybe get in touch with me. Because what I do is help you see those beliefs for what they are. Beliefs and not truth. And I help you bend them to something that's more serving you. For that, you can simply go to my website, kaisatvanoverbeek.com. I always joke that you can look at the podcast details to see how you're supposed to spell that. And of course, on that same website, you will also find the show notes to this and all the other episodes of Rough Around the Edges. See you there.